Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. Well, this last week in November has definitely provided some snow here in Michigan, so I thought it was only appropriate to have a story with a winter theme to it. So here's our first winter-themed story for the podcast. It starts off with a girl heading out to play in the snow. She's pretty amazed by what she finds while building a snowman. Light Beneath the Ice Dinner had just come to an end as three pairs of legs all rose from the table. Can I go outside and play in the snow? The young girl asked as she set her plate in the grooves of the dishwasher. Her mom looked at her daughter's face with deep brown eyes and a beam of light shining off her face. Sure, you can play for 30 minutes, Lydia. Lydia had played in the snow every night that week since the snow had started falling early in the winter. Lydia was so excited she ran over to put on her snow gear. The only thing she did not like about putting on the gear was that it was cutting into her time to be out in the snow. At last, she put on her purple gloves with black stripes. They were so warm and cozy that she could wear them all the time. The girl opened the front door and was met with the crisp, cold air from the blackness outside. This was not something that made her think twice about going out to play. In a few minutes, the air around her would become normal to her. Crunch, crunch, boomed into the emptiness of the night as she ran around to the back of the house through the snow. She had one thing on her mind. That was to build a snowman better than the one she had made three nights ago. The fresh, wet snow that had fallen the night before gave a nice new base to using in her white creation. Benny, she whispered to herself, that will be his name. The bottom half of her legs collapsed into the snow. Her hands went quickly to work on rolling the bottom half of the snowman. That is when she noticed a flash out of the corner of her eye. She thought it must be car lights pulling out of her neighborhood's driveway because the light went away quickly. She continued rolling the ball from the sides of a softball to the size of her mother's exercise ball. Another flash of light came from what seemed like the pond that sat back a bit from behind their house. It could have been a reflection from another set of car lights. The pond had frozen up a bit that week as the temperatures dropped. However, it had not been thick enough for her parents to give her the okay to go on it yet. She began work on the middle ball for Benny while focusing her eyes on the pond. There it is again, she said in amazement. This time there was no doubting the light was coming from the pond. It was now moving from one end of the pond to the other in a matter of seconds and flashing on and off more frequently now. She stood up and walked slowly toward the pond. What could that be? It seems like it's stuck. She grabbed a stick that was about three quarters the height of her and as wide as her dad's fist. A thought popped in her head that she might be able to break away some of the ice and maybe free the light. She would have to break from the edge of the pond, since it wasn't safe to walk on. Whack! Whack! The ice was slowly cracking around the ice she was hitting. Crack! Finally, a small piece broke free. She continued this process until she had an area the size of Benny's bottom broken apart. The light was still moving rapidly from one spot in the ice to another. Finally, the light stopped a few feet from the area where water bumped up against the land. It slowly inched its way to the hole. Lydia covered her face as the light burst toward her face in a blink of an eye. The light was as bright as the sun in the peak of the day, but a much smaller size. She took her arm away from her eyes to take a look. Black spots and blurry vision appeared for a moment until her eyes could focus after the blinding. 
Lydia would always feel a little more sympathy for those that were truly blind after this experience. It looked as though the light had wings moving faster than a fly. As the focus cleared even more, it really looked like one of her Polly Pockets, but with wings hovering in front of her nose. Thank ye, a soft voice spoke. Thank ye for your help. The voice seemed to be coming from this flying miniature human woman. What? Who or what are you? sputtered out Lydia's tight and chapped lips. Are you a fairy? That's all I can think that you could be, but that cannot be. Lydia continued with a sort of shock in her voice. "'Tis I am a fairy, and young girl, you have saved me from this icy cold. Thank ye, again." Came from the fairy, soft as a whisper, floating into the cold air, a few inches between the two. "'How did you get stuck under the ice? Why are you here? I thought you only lived in places like Neverland,' the young girl asked, with so many more thoughts and questions swirling through her mind. The fairy and her light flew out a few feet above the icy pond and then back again. The light shining just seemed to be there without a source from the body of the fairy at all. Cold gust of wind had knocked me down onto the ice and I slid into a small opening. After I realized I was in the water, I could no longer find the hole, and more than likely it had been sealed by ice forming quickly from the freezing winds. I was stuck there until your kindness freed me. The fairy took a moment to catch her breath before continuing. Thank ye, again. As for your other question, I have lived here all my life. I and a few others of my kind lived amongst the trees, although there were many more of us years ago before these houses were built. Since then, the magic of the forest has diminished as well. Lydia's eyes were as large as silver dollars as she listens to the fairy's story. After a moment, she spoke again to the fairy. How did you breathe under the ice? My dad says that people have a very short time of survival once stuck under the ice. I am able to hold my breath for a very long time. However, the thing that would have taken me in the end was the temperature of the water. If it was not for you, I would not have lasted much longer. A streak of light swirled around Lydia's body before returning to the end of her nose. This is why I must head home now to find warmth. Will I be able to see you again? The girl whispered to the fairy. You may see me again if there ever is a need, but do not seek me out. In the meantime, I will be close by helping to shine a light in someone's life that either is sad, depressed, or in despair. That is what I do for this neighborhood, including your friends Judy, Kara, and Lara. Lydia's eyes were now larger than ever after hearing her friends' names. Thank ye, and goodbye. The voice fading even softer as the light around the ferry shot off toward the trees on the other side of the pond. Lydia stood watching until the light disappeared and even for a few minutes beyond. Then she turned toward Benny and sat down on his bottom half. She spoke words even though she thought she was speechless. I did not even tell her my name. She did not tell me her name. Will I ever see her again? Oh, I have to see her again. Lydia sat in silence until her mother called. Lydia, time to come in. She sat down for a moment longer before rising. Crunch, crunch, went the snow as she dragged her feet along the same path she had come to play. She took a nice hot shower to thaw her body out for the cold, although she did not acknowledge the pain her body felt when the first bit of hot water reached her cold skin. Her thoughts were entirely on the fairy and how she might talk to her again. As she laid in bed, her mother sat down next to her and asked, Do you want me to read a story to you tonight? Lydia just sighed and said, No, I think I lived in a fairy tale already tonight. Her mother looked down at her daughter with a face of confusion. 
She shrugged it off and kissed her daughter and said, Good night. See you in the morning. Love you. Lydia responded, Love you too. Lydia lay there for a few moments, thinking if she would ever see the fairy again. A sense of comfort came over her, and shortly after that, her eyes closed softly, and her breathing got heavier as she fell into a deep sleep. This concludes Light Beneath the Ice. If you enjoyed this story or any of our other stories on the podcast, please leave a review and share your experience for others to see. Or share the podcast with friends and family that you believe will enjoy this podcast. This podcast features the song A Dinner and a Rabbit by Mute Stare. Available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License. We hope you enjoyed this episode from the Stories from the Woods podcast. And as always, continue to listen to our next episode.